Good morning, good people out there. My name is Derek Henningberg, and it is December the 16th, 2018. And yet, we are here once again this morning for another episode of Walk by Faith. I appreciate each and every person who has taken the time to watch my, well, I'm sorry, not watch. We haven't exactly reached the point to where this is a visual podcast, but we're just using our ears for the moment so we can translate that knowledge to our minds. I appreciate everybody who took the time to listen to my last podcast, episode one. If you did not get a chance to listen to episode one, um, stop right here and go back and listen to episode one, just so you can kind of get an idea of who I am, where I've come from, and just exactly what I want to try to achieve with this with this podcast here, okay? Um, this is something brand new for me. This is something that um, I've been wanting to do for quite some time, and, you know, I prayed on it and not put it off anymore. And one of the things in which the Lord requires us to do is to put action behind the things in which we want to do. It's one thing to pray, it's one thing to wish, but if you are not willing to put action behind whatever it is you want to achieve, it's not really going to happen. The Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. And basically that means you can have as much faith as you possibly want in whatever you want to try to achieve or whatever you want to come to pass, but if you don't demonstrate the action, and the faith behind whatever it is you want to achieve, the likelihood of it happening is very slim. This podcast would have not happened had I not taken the time to find the proper tools in which I need to make this happen. This podcast would not have happened had I not taken the proper time to where I can find quietness to make this happen. Had I just kept driving in my car, going to work, thinking of the podcast, it would have never happened. Had I kept just laying in my bed, pondering on how I want to go about it or what I want to talk about, it would have never happened. But it wasn't until I was thinking about it, I prayed about it, and I actually did what needed to be done to make the podcast happen is when it begun. Okay, we are approaching Christmas in approximately, let's see, today is the 16th. We have about, what, nine days until Christmas. Yes, yes, nine days until Christmas. I'm thinking that I'm going to visit my family. My family lives in um, Mobile, and I stay about 60 60 minutes away from them. And I'm going to go ahead and do that because I don't really get to see them that often throughout the year. Um, you know, busy lives, and I understand that's absolutely no excuse to not visit your family. I'm praying that that's something that changes uh, for 2019. I would like to visit my family a little bit more often and actually have them come to us as well because, you know, family is everything, and these days people are passing away left and right. We don't exactly know when our last day is going to be here on earth. That being said, you know, we need to cherish each other. We need to check on each other. We need to be there 
for one another and not pretend to be too busy because no one is too busy to check on somebody or at least you shouldn't be. If you're too busy to show love to your family, then you're probably doing way too much. You're probably doing more than God ever really intended you to do. So you may want to take a couple steps back and really evaluate your life and say, hey, why is it I'm, I claim to be too busy to have the time that I need that's required to spend those waking moments with my family? Because once you're gone, you're gone. That's it. There's no turning back. There are no do-overs. Once someone passes away into eternity, they're they're gone. And we can wish and we can we can think, we can cry, we can grieve, but it's not gonna bring back who we love or who we care for. You know, once time is up, time is up. So let's not be in that predicament to where we neglect the people that we love. Okay? Let's try to make that a, a priority, a job today, because we just don't know when that time's coming. We don't know when the Lord's going to call us home. We don't know. If your mother's calling you, or if your brother's calling you, or if somebody's calling you and you keep ignoring it, or if you just don't answer the phone and you don't call them back, what if something happens tomorrow? And you're going to wish you did pick that phone up. You're going to wish you did call. You know, right now, I have one relative that lives here in the city of Pensacola. My great-grandmother, and she's like 83 years old, and her health is not in the best. She, she's in poor health right now. And, you know, I, she pretty much raised me, you know, from the age of six months. Her and my great-grandfather, they raised me from the age of six months. And you'll learn that. If you would have um, listened to the first episode of my podcast here, um, yeah, they raised me and, you know, she's declining in health right now and she's getting to the point where she wants to talk a lot. She wants to talk to us a lot. She wants to see us and I I get it. I understand it and I want to grant that for her. Okay. Because I don't know, you know, how much time she has. To be quite frank, and that's not to put anything over her. I just don't know. And my son, one of my kids, you know, every weekend he always asks to go see her. And you know, sometimes I'll let I'll let the flesh get the best of me, and I'll say, no, not today. You know, daddy's tired because Sunday is pretty much one of the only days that I really don't have to do anything. I don't have to work. I don't have to go to the gym. I don't have to do anything but rest and. It's what I like to sometimes consider my personal Sabbath to where I just I don't have to do anything. I don't have to go anywhere and I don't want to sometimes, but it's also a day that he always asks to see his grandmother. So um, after I'm done recording this episode here, I'm going to actually take them over there because I don't want to deny him the um, the chance to spend as much time with her as possible because it'll definitely break my heart you know something would happen and he didn't see his grandmother again you know so let's let's always make time for those we care for and love and those we cherish because life is short you know this is the time of the season in which we need to be coming together really need to be coming together 
throughout the year. But if this is the time of the year that people practice coming together, well, just start practicing it then. Okay, don't be that oddball left out. Don't do it. Okay. So now that we have go ahead and talked about life a little bit, we're going to go ahead and talk about life again. Life again. So I've decided to name this episode the eye of God in the Eye of the Storm. Okay, God in the Eye of the Storm. The Eye of the Storm. When I think of the Eye of the Storm, I think of just horror and and, and torment. You know, bad times and unfortunate situations. You know, I live in Florida and we endure hurricanes every year between the months of June to November. That's hurricane season for us Floridians. And sometimes it's a quiet season. Sometimes it's a very active season. This year, we've had a pretty active season and we've had some pretty, uh, pretty close calls. If you've if you've heard, you probably heard of Hurricane Michael, who hit Panama City. Um, I think we're a little bit shy of two months now, and pretty much destroyed that city. And Panama City is a little bit to my um, a little bit to my east. I think about maybe an hour or two, maybe about two hours to my east. And um, Hurricane Michael was very, very close to my city, and um, the city of Pensacola, where I live, was actually hit hard in 2004 by Hurricane Ivan, and Ivan was no joke. Ivan destroyed everything, no matter who you were, no matter where you lived, you were affected by that storm, okay, the eye of that storm, the, the, I think, I don't know, I don't know what they, I don't recall what the, the worst part of the storm is as far as, like, the, the west of the storm or the east of the storm, but we just got the bad part, pretty much, it was horrible, and that's just the, um, the, the the perks of living in Florida, hurricanes. And you know, anytime I think of um just the term eye, the eye of the storm, I think of of hurricanes, you know. Some people may have other analogies, but that's just that's just me, okay? But you know, today's not necessarily talking about the weather and anything of that nature. We're gonna talk about literally the storms of life and God. Okay, because in the Bible, you know, the Lord tells us in the book of Matthew that, you know, in this life, Jesus speaking to his disciples in this life, you will go through hard times. You will endure trials and tribulations. You will have moments in which you fret. You will have moments in which the world's going to be against you. But fear not. For I am with you, and I have overcome the world. Some people read that, and they they really don't. They just skip over it. And they're like, oh, Jesus is just talking. Jesus is just babbling. First of all, there was never a moment in the Bible that Jesus was simply babbling. Everything that came out of his mouth were words in which we were meant to hear to get us through this life. When Jesus spoke, we're listening to the words of God Almighty himself. Jesus was not just babbling when he said these things. For he told us that we're going to go through all different type of problems in this life. But he said, fear not. 
And that's that, that should pretty much draw the line right there. Fear not, for I have overcome the world and I will be with you. So regardless of what we go through, he has promised to always go through with us or to make sure that we get through it mm-hmm. and that whatever the situation may be, that it does not take us under, that it does not destroy us, that it, that it, that it does not cause us to fall under. Because a lot of people go through issues. People who are non-believers and who don't know Jesus Christ, when they go through problems and when they go through issues, they tend to lose them, lose themselves. And they, they kill themselves. They commit suicide or they, they go out and they do heinous acts to try to get, get out of whatever predicament that they're in. And they ultimately end up digging themselves a hole. Or worse, going throughout life without Jesus is, is, is very difficult you know everything in life now requires insurance it seems you know car insurance health insurance dental insurance eye insurance pet insurance fire insurance water insurance or flood insurance there's just life insurance <laughs> everything in life requires insurance and i feel that that's a precursor actually to christ you know, before all of those different type of insurances, there was Jesus Christ. And the salvation, the blood of Christ is and was the first and ultimate insurance that a human can possess. So going throughout this life without Christ is like going throughout life without the most important insurance that you could possibly have. Because God is not obligated to take care of anybody who is not his. I say that again. God is not obligated to take care of anybody who does not belong to him. You'll hear people often say we're all children of God. That's a false statement. We are all creations of God. Everyone was created by God, but we are not all God's children. The Bible clearly states that there are children of Satan and there are children of the Lord. There are wolves and there are sheeps. Okay? There's tares and there's there's barley. There's grass and there's weeds. There's good and there's bad. How can everyone possibly be a child of God if 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 the Bible is so clear that there's differences between everything in this life? So no, everyone's not a child of God. And if you're not of his, he's not obligated to take care of you. He's not going to. But if you make that decision to accept his son, Jesus Christ, then yes, you have been adopted into the holy family. And he then becomes your father. And as a father, a father always takes care of his child in every situation in which they get in. In the eye of the storm. Category five. F5, if we're talking about tornadoes. <laughs> um, 9.5 magnitude earthquake. And speaking of earthquake, I heard they had an earthquake in Alaska. So we're going to give our prayers out to those people out there affected by the earthquake. I believe it may have been 7.2 or 7.3. Someone told me yesterday. That's a very unfortunate situation. But that's just the the, the whales and the, the trials of, of this of this world. There's always going to be problems. 
comforter. You're a child of God, just like Jesus said in the midst of the trials. I am there with you. I will get you through this. Don't worry. Don't fret. Don't keep, don't focus on the problem. Don't focus on the storm. Focus on me. Focus on me. Keep your eyes on me. There's a, I was talking to somebody the other day, one of my clients who we, we often have biblical talks because she's a, she's a woman who's up in age right now. And she's, t- she told me that this, this year has been a trying year for her and her family and that she's had many unfortunate situations. And I believe that some of the talks in which we've had have uplifted her and made her come closer to God. Because if you're not focusing on God and you're going through something right now, the chances of you getting through it are slim because you're so worried about what's what's going on. You're so worried about what you see. The name of my podcast is Walk by Faith. It comes from the Bible verse, Walk by Faith, for believers in Christ, walk by faith and not by sight. We don't allow what we see to, to interpret what is. In her current situations, she, she pretty much learned that, you know, the more I focus on my problems, the more I think about it, the worse I feel because I'm trying to figure it out. And God never told us that we need to figure anything out. He never commanded us to just figure it out. You'll get it one day. No, he said, have faith in me. Trust me. Never figure it out. He'll figure it out and relay that information over to you. He never intended us to worry about anything. Worrying is a sin. I say again, worrying is a sin. Worrying is something in which we should never do, but we do anyway because it's human nature. That's why throughout the entire Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, there are 101 instances in which God says, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, all throughout the scriptures. And one would have to think, why is God putting so much emphasis on this word trust? Because simply he knew that as humans, There is something in this that keeps us from trusting him with all of our mind and with all of our heart and with all of our soul. He knew that we had this flaw that we would doubt and that we would pay attention to the physical and that we would pay attention to what goes on around us. He knew that this was going to happen. And as humans, if it's one thing that we know is that repetition Things that are repeated over and over and over is the absolute best teacher. Something that's repeated constantly, you're never going to forget it. You're always going to think about it. It's always going to be at the forefront of your mind. There's never going to be an instance in which you forget. Because it's there. You hear it all the time. And eventually you're going to accept it as being fact. This is why God had 101 instances of saying trust me throughout the Bible. Old and New Testament. And if you're a Christian, a believer in Christ, you should know this. 
You should be in your Bible. And if you're not in your Bible, I don't understand how you're getting through life. Because that's God's word. That's his way of speaking. That's one of his ways, I'll say, of speaking through us. Like without the word of God, I would be in trouble right now. I would be in trouble. Bible. B-I-B-L-E. We can we can call it an acronym. B. Basic. I. Information. B. Before. L. Leaving. E. Earth. Basic information before leaving Earth. Is that what it really stands for? I, I, I don't know. I doubt it. But I also believe it to be true. Because it is basic information before leaving Earth. It is stuff that we need to know here on Earth. It is helpful information. So I, I, I can't say that, that that's what God intended it to mean. But it's okay with me if, if people want to consider it basic information before leaving Earth. That's fine with me. It's, it's okay. So not reading the Bible, not looking at the scriptures, and not knowing these facts as God saying, trust me, 101 times is, is something in which can hurt you if you don't recognize that and if you don't know that. So I highly recommend if you're a Christian, you need to read your Bible every day so you can get that information so you can get that confidence in God so you can see his promises a lot of people don't even know the promises of God they're too worried about what's going on in their life the eye of the storm the midst of the problem but going back to the client I was talking about who was going through a hard time this year we 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 were talking Friday and I brought up the story of Jesus and the disciples during the storm. Now, if you remember in the New, in the New Testament, you know, uh, Matthew, John, uh, Luke, and, and um, Mark, in the Gospels, there were instances in where, you know, they all, they all, they're all different Gospels, but they all, they all point through the same story, the same instance. When they were in the boat, the disciples were in this boat. And they were in the midst of the storm. It was like, I don't know what kind of storm it was. Some storm at sea. It could have been a hurricane for all I know. Who knows? But Or a typhoon. You know, we have to remember what side of the world they were on over and off of um, in Israel, the Middle East. I'm not really sure if they get hurricanes or not, but that's a good question. Um, they, were in this, they were in this boat and they saw Jesus walking on the water. And they were like, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. It's a spirit. And you have Peter looking. No, look, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And they saw Jesus walking on water. Okay. And Jesus told Peter, come to me. Come to me. Peter, having his eyes locked on Jesus having his attention set on Christ having his thoughts on 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 God he got out of that boat and he began to walk besides Jesus Christ Peter is probably the only man recorded in history to ever walk on water and he took steps not just on water but rough water Walking towards the Lord. And if you remember the story, 
Peter sank. And Jesus said, All ye of little faith. Again, this is a story that goes over the heads of many people. But when I hear that story and I read it over and over and over, I understand what it means. It's clear as cut. Peter, Peter paid more attention to the storm. Thoughts began to come in his head. Fear began to set in. Scenarios begin to play out. What if? And the moment he he lost sight of Christ, the moment he stopped trusting God, he sunk. That was it. And it was right after that Jesus said, Oh ye of little faith. Oh you of little faith. If we're gonna be modern. And this was something that Jesus said quite often to his disciples because remember his disciples were just men. And they had Jesus with them. Can you imagine having Jesus with you where you can physically see him, where you can physically touch him, where you can physically talk to him and still doubt and still exercise little faith? Can you imagine that? So where does that put us? You have to wonder why God says, trust me over a hundred times, 101 times. But Peter sunk simply because he did not keep his eyes on God. Simply because he doubted and he didn't trust the Lord. Had he kept his eyes on Jesus the entire time, he would have made it to the Lord. In the midst of the storm. In the midst of the problem. The storm in this story. The raging storm is, is problems. It's, it's life's issues. It's, it's things in which we go through every single day. Things in which we go through every single day. Regardless of what you see. Everyone goes through some sort of problem. I have my problems. You have your problems. Everyone out there has their problems. And. It's up to us whether we let those problems consume us or take us under and take us away from the, the, the fact that God said to not focus on your problems, but to focus on me. Keep your eyes on me or your problems are going to consume you. The ocean consumed Peter because he kept his eyes off of Jesus. He took his eyes off Jesus. He let his thoughts get the best of him. That is why he sunk. He was succumbed. He succumbed to his problems. He succumbed to the storm. And a lot of us do that too. A lot of us worry too. Uh, So-called believers in Christ, we worry to death. We worry to death. I won't sit up here and, and pretend to be perfect. Because there, are, there have been instances in which I have, I too have exercised worry. Everybody has. But it's one thing to when you worry and you realize that this isn't right. I need to focus on God and you correct it. Then worrying and falling in despair and then sorrow and then eventually unbelief. And then who knows what happens after that? Usually nothing good comes from it. Is it okay to worry? No, 
Are you going to worry? Of course you're going to worry, but correct it is what I'm trying to say. And do what God says. Focus on me. Let me fix this problem. Let me help you. Because remember, if you are a child of God, you are his his obligation. You are his priority. You are his love. You are his child. He's going to do what needs to be done to take care of you. It does not matter how big your problems are. It does not matter what you're going through. There is nothing that the Lord won't help you with or won't get you through. All he asks is that you keep your eyes on me and not the storm. If you focus on the storm, the storm will consume you. If you focus on your problems, your problems will consume you. Maybe you're having financial issues. Maybe you're having issues with your relationship, your marriage. Maybe you're having issues with your children. Maybe there are some problems in which you just you just can't see physically how you're going to get through it. And that's okay because we're going to come about problems like that all the time. Which is why I say and why the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight, not by what you see. That is the perfect time to actually put faith in God because it gives the Lord an opportunity. It gives him an opportunity to show you that there is nothing that he cannot do, that there is nothing that he cannot correct, that it doesn't matter in the midst of the storm, in the eye of the storm. There's nothing that can stop him from fixing what needs to be fixed for your life. God does not want to see us struggling. God doesn't want to see us hurt. He loves us. He doesn't want to see us barely getting by. That's not his will. That's not his will. A lot of us put ourselves in this situation from unbelief. Unbelief is a sin. Unbelief is something that can keep us from experiencing God in his fullness. Because we are so hyper-focused on the physical This life, we're so hyper-focused on what's going on that we just completely forget God. Like, how could you, how could you possibly get through this life by omitting everything that he said? All the promises in which he has, has given us. So are we just not going to pay attention to that? Are we just going to be settle and dwell in our problems, in our situations? Are we really going to believe that God is not for us? When the Bible says that if God be with us, who can be against us? Who included, not not just including person, but what can be against us? Everything must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. Everything must kneel. Everything, everything, man, woman, child, beast of the field, birds of the air, grass okay fish of the sea everything everything must bow to the lord everything there's nothing that he can't change but we have to remember the the story of peter when you focus on your problems too much you will be consumed we have to focus on god if we want to get through it take us through the fire but not be burned 
Take us through the, the waters and not be drowned. Take us through the to the to the furious winds and not be touched. Get us through this life. That's what the Lord is going to do. He never promised that we wouldn't go through things. He never promised that problems wouldn't come. But problems are not the end of our life. It's not the, the last chapter of our life. Sometimes we go through things and we think, that, oh, this is it. I don't know how. I don't see how I'm going to get through it. Once again, God never told you to see anything or figure it out. He just told you to trust him. He told you to trust him. As I talk to everybody out there right now, talking to myself too, because these are often things in which I need to remember. This is common knowledge in which I don't always think about and that everyone else doesn't always think about. But it's okay because we're human. This is why we need to constantly pray. This is why we need to constantly read our Bibles. This is why we need to constantly give God praise and thank him in advance for showing us the ways in which we need to, to go. I was going to open this the, today's podcast up with a Bible verse, but it seems like I'm going to end up closing it out with this Bible verse. And this isn't this something, though, you know, before every time I ever speak or if I ever relate some sort of message, I always pray that God takes over and that it's the Holy Spirit speaking and not me speaking. And to say what he wants everyone to hear. And apparently he wanted his verse to be a closing to today's podcast. The verse that I'm going to read comes out of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a fantastic book. Full of wisdom, full of, full of encouragement, I'll say. There's wisdom there too, but there's a lot of, I would say there's more encouragement there. The book of Psalms, on the other hand, possesses a lot of um, wisdom. There's wisdom and encouragement in both books, but I think one has more than the other. And vice versa. Today's verse comes out of Proverbs 3, verse 5. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you the path to take. He'll show you the path to take. This is one of my favorite Bible verses. I actually have a. I have a cross that my, my aunt bought me a couple of years ago with that Bible verse in it, and it's sitting on a chest of drawer in my room. And it's up high because when I get up in the morning, I walk and I look, it's one of the first things that I see. I can't miss it. And it's a great message in which to, to remember throughout the day. You know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, all of your heart, not not 50% of your heart, not 25%, not 75%, but all of your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. The understanding in which you may have um, in life, which is whatever you see, how you see things, how you under, how you understand things. Because as people, we can't understand everything there is to know. We don't know everything there is to know. 
There are certain things that boggle our minds. How could we just, how could we possibly lean on our own understanding? I'm not saying that we are unintelligent beings. There are certain things we do know. We know right from wrong. We know what is and what isn't. But there are things in life in which we we we, we simply cannot figure out. And I believe that this is one of those verses in which we're going through something and we're at a crossroads and we don't we just don't know what's there or we don't know how to go about it. And this is where God says, you know, don't, you know, just trust me. And don't don't just don't lean on what you know. Don't lean on what you feel. Don't go by your feelings. Trust me. Verse 6. I'm sorry, it's it's actually Proverbs 5 and 6. It's not just Proverbs 5. This is two verses. Verse 6. Seek his will in all you do. All that you do. Seek his will in all that you do. Put him first in all that you do. Everything that you do can involve God. Everything that you do can involve God. You know, just pray about it. Everything that I do, I pray that it brings glory to God. I pray that it brings me closer to God. I pray that it brings others closer to you you know once we begin to put him first and we we've all heard this we've heard this is our this our entire lives you put god first you'll never be last we seek him first we put him first things are going to work out and he will show you the path to take he will show you what road to go because there's there's always going to be multiple roads in life Multiple choices in which we're going to have to make. Some of those choices are going to take us deeper into the storm. Take us deeper into our problems. Some of those choices are bad choices. I'm just going to say it. But on the flip side, there are other choices that can get us out of those problems. There are other choices that can help us avoid, even avoid certain problems certain storms there are, there are ways to avoid certain storms it's it's just like i said i stay in florida and we get hurricanes pretty often you know you have a choice you can either stay and ride it out or you can evacuate you can go to um go to the west maybe further up north just to get away from the storm it's an option But again, going back to verse six, seek his will in all that you do. And he will show you which path to take. He'll show you how to avoid certain storms of life. I'm not saying that you can just dodge all of your problems or dodge every storm that comes your way. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are certain storms in which I'm sure he intended you never to go through that you can avoid. No, life is about choices, people. We make good choices. We make poor choices. Good choices can put us in great predicaments. Poor choices can put us in not so good predicaments. And you're not going to go through life making all good choices. No one can do it. But you don't have to go through life simply making poor choices. You can make good choices, too. Everything that you do, you need to... You need God's confirmation. A lot of people bring problems on themselves because 
they put the they put the cart before the horse and they 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 take steps before God. Oh, I'm just going to do it because I feel like it's right or because I want to do this. When you could be creating your own storm. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Let's go back at the choices in which we made. Did we trust in the Lord with all of our heart? Did we depend on him and not our own understanding, not our own thinking, not our own desires? Did we really seek his will in all we do? And let's just be honest. A lot of us do not, excuse me, do not seek the will of God before we do anything. A lot of us don't. I too am guilty of this. But anything that you do that's not the will of God, you're taking a chance. I'm not saying that every time you do it, something bad's going to happen, but you're you're taking a chance versus doing what his will is for your life. So he can show you which way you need to go. So he can show you what you need to do. Trusting him. The best, this is the best advice that I can possibly give somebody out there right now that's going through something. Whatever your problems may be, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, the best advice I can give somebody is to trust God wholeheartedly. Maybe you're somebody out there who says, I believe in God. But I still go through problems, but I still can't hear him. If you say you believe in God is one thing, but have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That, that is what it's all about. Because we have to remember something. The devils, demons believe in God. Because the scriptures say that they fear him. They fear Jesus Christ. Demons believe in God. Do you believe that demons have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Absolutely not. So it's simply not enough to just say, I believe in God. It's it's I think it's great that you believe that there's a creator. I think it's great because it just means that you you're you're taking the right steps in the right direction. But you need to keep going a little bit further and investigate who God is. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, manifesting himself through the Virgin Mary. Come to the world. To save mankind from their sins. To redeem mankind from their sins. He who knew no sin. Who came into this world. To redeem us. So that we. So that we can be children of God. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Let me help you out. And show you the steps of salvation. So if there's anybody out there who doesn't know the Lord. Just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, my Lord, my King, I'm a sinner. That I recognize. 
I know that I, I'm wrong. I, I, I'm wrong. I, I know I've always been wrong, and I'm searching for answers. I need answers. I need direction. I need you. Your son, Jesus Christ, your only begotten son, died on the cross for me. He nailed my sins to the cross, gave me an opportunity to come to heaven and to be with my father. And Lord, I just want to say that I believe that there's nothing that I can do to be perfect. There's nothing that I can do to earn a spot in heaven. There's nothing I can do to earn salvation. But your son, Jesus Christ, he did that for me. He bore my son, my sins on the cross. It was because of him that I have salvation. It's because of him that I'm made perfect. It's because of him that I'm made blemished, unblemished, Lord clean. It's because of him that I have a chance of redemption. So I pray, Lord, that you accept me because I've accepted your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that you rose him from the dead on the third day. And I believe that he is your son. And I believe that through him I shall be saved. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you hear some music right now in the background, you know, one of my kids just woke up. That's one thing about me. I have three children. He doesn't exactly know what daddy's doing right now, but it's okay. He's playing some cartoons on the television. But I thank everybody out there for tuning in to another episode of Walk by Faith. And I pray that this touches you. And I pray that you share it with somebody out there who you feel like needs to hear it. And every episode, I pray that, that, that it just inspires somebody out there who's going through a tough time period. So God bless everybody out there. I shall talk to you all soon. Have a blessed day.